The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, August 2nd, 2021. The woman in your life will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life, she can rest so easily. She does everything you do because the woman in your life is you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host. And with me at the board is my friend, my partner, and engineer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Elaine. Oh, what a beautiful day. And here we are, August the 2nd. Hey, what happened to July? It just flew by. It's just amazing. Well, I have a great show today. Uh, joining me on the phone uh, today will be Dr. Barnsley uh, Brown, and she's the president of Spirited Solutions, and she's a professional speaker and coach. And I want to quote from her website, uh, Barnsley, Dr. Barnsley gives you wings to soar personally and professionally. She's a member of numerous organizations, including the National Speakers Association and the American Society of Training and Development. She holds the highest level of training in the Reiki method of natural uh, stress release. And what's so interesting about Dr. Barnsley is that I heard her uh, as she did a presentation of the uh, Unity uh, Church here in Santa Rosa, and I just had to have her on the show. She's going to talk about divine feminism and the topic is just something that I have been wanting to cover for a long long time well we had a wonderful wonderful day of celebration for Ken uh, for his birthday we had a wonderful zoom I want to do a, a shout out to all our friends and family that showed up on the zoom and once again you know I'm so happy that uh, Ken had a beautiful birthday and I want to wish him a happy birthday again and let him know that I'm happy that he found his way to my life so well, thank you well it was it was a wonderful wonderful celebration well, you know, as I do each uh, show, I talk about our history is our strength. Now, why is that? Why do I have that that part? Our history is our strength, and the reason the reason that I do that is because I think it's very important that we understand the people that have uh, the of the shoulders that we are standing on. I mean, it's just it's just amazing how many marvelous marvelous women uh, have have brought all kinds of things to the far, forefront for us. And I like to celebrate them every every week just to remind people that, you know, how we got here took a lot of different people and a lot of dedication. Well, this is a very, very interesting statistic and interesting day. And that was on August, this coming up August 6th. Uh, in August 6, 1965, the Voting Rights Act outlaws Listen to this. Outlaws is discriminatory literacy test that have been used to prevent African-American citizens from voting. And suffrage is finally, finally, 45 years it took, finally extended to African-American women. I mean, we forget that. That when women got the right to vote, it excluded African-American women. And it took 45 years for us to catch up and finally do the right thing. So it's an amazing thing. So here we are celebrating that wonderful day, August 6th. Uh, we'll, we'll be celebrating it August 6, 1965. Well, 
happy birthdays. I mean, a lot of wonderful birthdays. I mean, these women have really, really made an impact on all of our lives. August 1st, she was born August 1st, 1923, and she made her transition in 2006. Beatrice Medicine, Standing Rock Sioux anthropologist, focused on the roles of Lakota women in changes facing their cultures in areas including bilingual education, alcohol, drug use, and abuse of uh, social abuse, socialization. Let me turn the page here. Socialization of children and identified needs. And also she was the author of Learning to Be an Anthropologist and Remaining Native. Interesting. A book written to remind Native Americans that it's okay to remain Native. I mean, that's just really (laughs) stunning to me. And then August 3rd, a woman by the name of Maggie Maggie Kuhn, she was a senior right activist, founded the Grey Panthers. I love that the Grey Panthers. I remember when they first they first started. I think I can consider myself a Grey Panther now. My hair is certainly gray, that's for sure. And then one of my very, very, very favorite people in the world would be celebrating her birthday today on August sixth, eighteen eighty six was when she was born and she made her transition in nineteen sixteen. And that was Inez Mulholland. Uh, She was a lawyer and suffrage leader. And she gowned in white and riding a white horse. She led a suffrage parade in Washington, D.C. during Woodrow Wilson's uh, inauguration. And that was a horrendous thing. I mean, if everybody's has, if you've watched Iron Jawed Angels and you see the, um, the, uh, woman who played her riding on the horse and then all of a sudden these various people particularly white men attacking her and throwing her off the horse just amazing and that's i inez mulholland and she's just one of my heroes and that's for sure well today we're going to do you a few at the show a little bit different i just have one announcement that i want to make and that that's that's it's a save the date but it's one of my it's one of my favorite groups, especially when I think of my dear friend uh, Faith Ross, who is the uh, president and founder of the uh, of the um, Black Forum there in Petaluma. And I just want you to uh, folks to just save the date, put this on your calendar. I mean, it's a little bit of far ahead, but you know, oftentimes we get so busy we can't we can't uh, you know we forget that these things are happening. So on Saturday, September 18th, from noon to 3 o'clock, the Petaluma Blacks for Community Development invites the community to their annual uh, picnic. And we will have much more information as the day gets closer. And, of course, all the information that I give and talk about on the show is always on www.womenspaces.com. We keep all the information there, all the websites, etc. So just mark your calendar for September 18th, and as we move forward, we will find out more and more about it. Well, we are going to talk about divine feminism. And two of our leading feminists, you know, of course, from the Bible is Mother Mary, who was the mother of Jesus, and also Mary Magdalena, who was his partner. Or there's so many, there's so many interesting things about her. And to think of them as divine feminists, and to think about what their role was in the whole women's movement, women's identity, and what they play. And what's so interesting too is even in all the literature, they these two women take secondary stage. It's always 
always the men. Every it's always he, 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 he. Never she, she, she. And these are the these are the women who give birth. You know, Mary, Mother Mary gave birth to so, the so the assigned savior, so to speak. And yet, do we ever talk about it? Do we ever talk about her as a woman? What did she go through? What were some of her thoughts? Well, that's what Doctor Barnsley Brown is going to bring forward to us. And I just find it, I just find it a fascinating subject and something like I said that we very very rarely talk about so we're going to take a musical break and the song I will be playing is Mother Mary sung by Nina Lee uh, it's an amazing song and it's written about her and it you know it's just it's just she is a historical figure and I just want to bring her to the forefront you know it's amazing how we celebrate so many holidays and yet these two women are never never mentioned so let's go ahead uh, Ken and play Mother Mary and when we come back we will be talking with Dr. Barnsley Brown the president of Spiritual Solutions, and we're going to talk about divine feminism. Okay, so... Mother, Mother Mary, I come to you now. Bow at your feet and kiss your crown. Beautiful goddess, you humble me with your ability to surrender completely. I am a reflection of all I see in your eyes, the faith, the hope, the trust that everything will work out in its own time. Let go, open to the unknown, and thank This time around I'm the Mary of this town I'm the mother of this crowd I'm a miracle maker Thank God I'm a woman this time around Mother, Mother love pouring forth from your shroud and I bathe in your indigo magic walk barefoot and imagine I am a reflection of all I see in your eyes, the faith the hope, the trust that everything will work out in its own time, let go Open to the unknown and thank God I'm a woman this time around I'm the Mary of this town I'm the mother of this crowd I'm a miracle maker Thank God I'm a woman this time around There is nothing to be said as you calm my heart and clear my head. Yes, I am a reflection, faith, hope, and 
listen to that song i think of the metaphysics of it all you know thank god i was born a woman this time in this lifetime i mean and for myself when i think of birth i think of here i'm going to be a great grandmother for the second time you know through me came one child through her came another child and now through a third now we're going to be a great grandmother it's just amazing and feminism is a lot deeper than we realize and it's something that we really need to talk about well for you just joining in i want to remind you my listeners that the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the station its board of directors its members and women's spaces well, welcome back. We are listening. You are listening to Women's Spaces. Uh, I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, I want to introduce my guest. Joining me on the phone is Dr. Barnsley Brown. Welcome, Dr. Barnsley. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Thank you, Elaine. I'm thrilled to be with you. Well, I'm happy to have you on. And like I said, I introduced, before I introduced you in the first part of the show, I let people know that I, the first time I heard you on this topic that we're going to talk about, which is divine feminism, was at the uh, Unity uh, Church uh, Zoom services uh, last about two Sundays ago. And I was just so inspired. I just felt that I just needed to have you on to talk about. No, nobody ever talks about Mother Mary or Mary Magdalene. It seems like, it seems like they're just, they're just, women and nobody really brings them to the forward so i'm really excited about this conversation is it okay before we start if i tell my listeners just a little bit about you yes absolutely well i am really honored to have you on on the air uh dr barnsley uh oh where am i where am i i am i'm telling you i'm I'm a little bit lost here so let me just let me just get myself focused a little bit dr barnsley uh, taught at Wake Forest University, Duke, and the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill before starting her own business, Spirited Solutions. She is a professional speaker and coach for over 20 years. She le- helps, she loves helping busy professionals, women, and business owners to, and help them to have more time, energy, and money right now. Uh, Dr. Barnsley is a member of the National Speakers Association and other professional organizations, and she is a frequent speaker for businesses, spiritual, and women's groups. She is also an ordained interfaith minister and has trained thousands, oh my goodness, of people in the Reiki method of natural stress and pain relief in five countries across the globe. Her Make It Happen Mastermind Coaching Program helps spiritual women in business double and triple their income and impact in their world. Amazing. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Oh, my goodness, Elaine, there's so much. But but let's just let's get to our topic because I'm really excited about this as well. I know that you and I were talking about how it's an often overlooked aspect of our spirituality, the divine feminine, and it's really essential 
not just for women, but also for men. So I'm really glad we're talking about this. Well, let, let's start out first about, uh, talk about how you got involved in this kind of work and, and what motivated you, you know, to do, your, I love it, spirit, spirited solutions. How did you get involved in that? And also, what is your relationship with Unity Church? I mean, that, that I found very, very interesting also. Okay, well, I may not remember all three of those questions, so you can just bring me back on for the other two. But just to start out, um, what got me interested in um, in the Divine Feminine actually was when I was an undergraduate at Wake Forest University in North Carolina, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And I was taking a class on feminism and the Bible. And it was very interesting because my teacher was quite a renegade, and he was male, right, as I said, and he, he just was an interesting person. But I remember getting fascinated by the Apocrypha, all the, the books of the Bible that were left out, which contain images of women, of the church as women, of divine power, of divine spirituality. And I really became fascinated with that when I was an undergrad. So I would say for you, that song, too, Thank God I Was Born a Woman, it's so very important to me as well. I believe that we choose how we want to come in, how we want our soul to come in. And some of us may be men, some may be women, some may be trans. There's so many options, but we choose on a soul level how we're going to come into this world, and that's a very, very important part of what we are meant to do on the planet. So anyway, that's that's one answer. And I would tell you I studied women's studies. Um, there's just so much that I could go into, but... Most importantly, it's that women, as we know, have been looked over in his story, right? His story. And it's time for us to have her story, as we used to talk about it in women's studies. Well, we'll talk a little bit, you know, give us a definition. What do you, how do you see, what does divine feminism mean to you? I mean, what, how do you define that in your mind? Well, see, that's that's an interesting question because I think we've got two things. One is the divine feminine, and then there's divine feminism, which is like believing in that power of the divine feminine and and acting from a place of understanding the divine feminine. So, first of all, I would say that the divine feminine is like the um, the yin part of of spirituality, right? We've got yin and yang. We've got anima and animus, as Jung called it, but it's that feminine part that is nurturing, that is receptive, that is a, a also a fierce mother protector, a protector of children, a protector of the offspring. So we've got that as the divine feminine. We also have Mother Earth. We also have the many goddess traditions that preceded Christianity, um, you know, in which women and men, images of women and men were, were very equal. You know, it, it's funny because actually it, it kind of got out of whack with Christianity in many ways. <laughs> so we've got the divine feminine, but then we have divine feminism, and that's like a point of, um, how could I say, that's the stand that you take in the world. And it can be a stand that a man or a woman takes, and that is that, the aspects, the feminine aspects of the divine are equally as important to the masculine aspects 
which we have heard for so long in so many traditions. So does that answer your question sufficiently? Oh, definitely. And, you know, one of the things, as you were talking, one of the things that I think about and I often talk about on the show is, is that as women... To me, the divine feminine is, is that we hold the history in our bodies. We hold the secret, actually, in our bodies of all life itself as we create. We are the creators. I mean, we bring forth the children. We bring, I mean, everybody has a mother who is a woman. <laughs> so, so is, absolutely. So that to me in it, in is, is also equally important that as women, when you say that we don't recognize our power to recognize the power that we have within ourselves, what we carry. I mean, when we're born, we already have the eggs of creation in our body. So it's, it's a, it's a very interesting concept. And I really, I really appreciate you saying that. Well, you know, in Christianity, one of the ways, um, that we do this is by, you know, you know, writing, you know, having images of Mary, you know, the mother of Jesus, but we don't talk about her as a woman. So one of the points that you made on the show that I was listening to is you actually talked to her, talked about her being a woman. So can you explain that and, and how you see that? I mean, she's divine. I mean, it was a divine, uh, whatever happened at that time was considered divine. But can you talk about how, how you thought about that? Absolutely, because Mary has, Mother Mary has been depicted as so fragile, rather fragile and demure and, um, you know, really without, I would say, without a lot of power and seen as, you know, this rather timid, almost timid image of, of women. And the truth of the matter is that she was actually quite a force to be reckoned with in so many forms. You know, she was an initiate into um, into spiritual traditions at just a really young age of like 11 and 12. She had been studying, and she was also hardly a teenager when when this, you know, whatever you'd like to call it, the Immaculate Conception happened. And so, you know, think about that. Could we have, I, I just think about my own daughter. She's 14 and a half. And I imagine, oh my goodness, you know, wow. How could this teenager essentially bring into this space the Christ, right? Such a powerful, amazing, amazing thing. And so actually, you know, I wrote something about this, Elaine, that was a reimagining of Mary. And where would we find Mary? You know, who was Mary and where would we find her in the modern world? And at some point on the show, I'd definitely love to read that. Oh, go right ahead. Okay, well, let's do it. I mean, this is really, for me, the emotional side of this. Um, you know, by the way, I, before I read this, I do want to mention that there, there, if you're interested in the divine feminine, there are a number of excellent books out there. There is Return of the Goddess by Carol Christ. I love her name. <laughs> Perfect name, right? The Feminine Face of God, Sherry Ruth Anderson. Great book. Uh, Return of the Divine Feminine. Rise of the Divine Masculine by Duane Keir, and that just came out in 2020. And for those of you interested in Mary Magdalene, there's a book called, a brand new book, 
came out in January, Mary Magdalene revealed the first apostle, her feminist gospel, and the Christianity we haven't tried yet. So those are just a few that I wanted to mention for those of you who like to read and, and really want to get into the scholarly aspect. Can you send me that list so I can put it on our website? For sure, absolutely. And there are many more. Those are just a few well, did, that, it's I, just, that I noted they're just, down for. They're just wonderful, wonderful titles, and I think it's, it's really good to have them out there. So go ahead, go ahead and read. Yes, let me read. So this is the more emotional side, you know, really feeling the emotion of who would Mary be? Who was she and who would she be right now in our world? Um. And and can I say one more thing, Elaine? I know you and I were talking about this. One thing that really impresses me about the divine feminine on the planet right now is that when everything was happening, when when a police officer had his knee on George Floyd's neck, George Floyd was calling for his mother, calling out for his mother. And you know what? We are all the mothers of George Floyd and every other human being who has been maltreated and mistreated. And I think that this is where we as mothers, where we're, whether we're biological mothers or simply nurturing, powerful, ferocious women, get to take a stand for kindness and a stand for what is good and what is that the fact that everyone matters so anyway that's, well you know what, that's, what, just mm-hmm. about joy floyd's what is very very interesting is if the, it was a young woman of she was about i think 16 years old that actually filmed what was happening that gave us all that information so there in itself is the divine feminine at work that she had the courage and the you know the hoopsva like the same thing with mother mary if it, you know i mean there's so many stories whether it's true whether it's not but we know it it is a written and and people follow it and her I mean, I imagine when you were talking about your daughter, say, 14, imagine all of a sudden your daughter coming to you and say, hey, mom, you know, I'm pregnant and I had this divine and revelation, but I've got this, my friend here, he says he's going to marry me and take care of me. I mean, I mean, you would just go, <laughs> wait a minute. Are you serious? <laughs> so, exactly. so, you know, just that challenge alone, I mean, whether the story is true or not, I mean, just the, the story is, is amazing. So go ahead. Let's, let's get, let's get to the reading. I mean, we can, we can, we go off on so many different things that's what's so exciting about this whole experience yes exactly and it's fine because it all you know it all it all comes around and so anyway here we go i am mary the mother of jesus you may be used to seeing me depicted this way demure quiet gentle even fragile but let me show you who i really am let me take off this head wrap and invite you to walk a few miles in my sandals. Do you realize that I was just between 12 and 14 years old and engaged to Joseph when I had the vision of Gabriel visiting me and telling me that I would carry the Son of God? It wasn't that unusual for girls to be engaged at 12 years old, but can you imagine the faith and strength and trust in God that it took for me to take on the task of carrying, giving birth to, and raising Jesus? Can you imagine what it was like for me to sit down with Joseph after my vision and say, 
sweetie, we need to talk. <laughs> Knowing full well that what I had to say sounded crazy, and he could very well abandon me. Think about it. I was pregnant, but not with his child. I risked everything for this baby, the son of God. I risked being ridiculed, abandoned, socially ostracized, and even killed because I was bearing the child the prophet said was the son of God. Could you have done all this at 12 or 13 years old? I had to leave my family, my possessions, everything that I knew, and travel with Joseph to Bethlehem. We traveled day and night, and I rode on a donkey much of the way because I was so pregnant. It was a hard, rough, long trip, and all we had was our faith to sustain us. Can you imagine how alone and afraid I felt at times, wondering what would become of us? You ask me where you can find me in your modern world. Some of you call me the feminine principle of God, the nurturing feminine principle, but I assure you that I am much, much more. You can see me in the teenage unwed mother who, despite all obstacles and social disapproval, decides to keep her child and do whatever it takes to raise her. You can see me in the faces of mothers of teenagers and adult children addicted to opioids. Like me, those mothers wonder when will be the last time they see their beloved child. You can see me in the faces of all the teachers of elementary school children who love them and care for them, worry about their welfare, and then have to let them go at the end of the year. Those children were theirs to steward, but only for a time. You can see me in the face of the victim of domestic violence who makes the terrifying decision to leave economic security and everything else behind so she can take care of her children and keep them safe. You can see me in the faces of every mother who has ever lost a child who was brutally and senselessly murdered, and in the face of every mother who has lost a child to war and wakes up in a sweat every night imagining how her child was gunned down or blown to bits. You can see me in the face of the mother living through genocide who sees her daughter raped and killed in front of her and has to live with that image and the fact that she wasn't able to protect her for the rest of her life. I am Mary, mother of Jesus, and I am anything but demure. I am love, ferocious love, love that loves no matter what, love that stands by you and doesn't abandon you, even when you feel like you are being crucified by the conditions in your life. I am pure grit and the determination of faith that stands for good in the face of human error. I will not desert you. I will stand by you from the beginning to the end of your life, and I will carry you always in my beautiful, bold, and broken, open heart. Call on me. I am Mary, mother, defender, unwavering supporter of your Christ consciousness and the divine power within you. I am here for you. Well, I'll tell you, I'm just sitting here with tears coming down my eyes because for me, 
when I hear that, you know, there, I believe that as women, you know, we are all responsible for all children, all life, you know, and so that is just beautifully said. And Dr. Barnsley, what we're going to do right now is I'm emotionally right now listening to that is a very, very, very strong writing. I thank you for reading it. It was it was absolutely beautiful. And I hope my listeners enjoyed it. In fact, people, this is a, a little bit of a stretch for me having this show. So please feel free to write me at Elaine at womenspaces.com and tell me exactly what you think. And Dr. Barnsley, we're going to take a, a music, a quick musical break now, and, and then we will come back if that's okay with you and we will uh, continue this conversation absolutely perfect okay so the song that we're going to be playing is you know the beatles put this out it's called let it be and i found a wonderful wonderful uh piece by ann murray singing this song and this is a song that has comforted me since the first time that i heard it you know i i, I couldn't help it when i when i think of, of mary when i think of mother mary and i think of the divine principles i feel like i'm calling on the higher the higher part of myself when i ask for guidance so let's go ahead and listen to Let It Be, sung by Anne Mary. And when we come back, we will continue our conversation with Dr. Barnsley Brown. And we're talking about the divine feminine. And my hope is what we all get at that is about as women, we are indeed divine. Go ahead. Wake 
wake up to the sound of music Mother Mary comes to me Speaking words of wisdom Let it be goodness you know one of the hardest things for all of us is to let anything be you know just let it take its course and have trust and faith that things will work out well welcome back we are this you are listening to women's spaces and i'm your host elaine beholtz and with me joining me on the phone and i'm in conversation with dr barnsley brown and we were talking about mother mary and the feminine uh the divine feminine well welcome back again dr barnsley i mean this is i mean i'm just so emotional even this song just got me going you know let it be i mean i just love that song absolutely i love that song too what a, and it was a beautiful rendition of it too you yes. know as i was listening elaine I was also adding in my mind one word, and that word was me. Let it be me. Let it be me. And I know in transformational leadership, one of the most important principles that I learned is that if it is to be, it is up to me. If it is to be, it is up to me. And I believe that that's where, you know, what you're saying about the 15-year-old who filmed um, the horrific murder of George Floyd, and that's where we have just incredible courage on the part of women to take a stand. And, you know, if we, we must take a stand, and not just for our own biological children, but for for all people, that all people matter. And, you know, I just want to say, since we're talking about the Divine Feminine in the context of Christianity today, I mean, we're focusing on Christianity, but obviously I mentioned goddess traditions that were precursors to Christianity. And by the way, that Easter comes from Oestre, right? The goddess Oestre. (laughs) So um, if you look at various Christian traditions, you'll find a goddess tradition that preceded it um, that was incorporated into Christianity. But as we're focusing on this, it's so important to remember that who did Jesus hang out with? Who did Jesus hang out with? Well, Mary Magdalene. (laughs) Right. Mary Magdalene, the quote-unquote whore, right? And other women. And actually, if you look at the qualities of Jesus, uh, you will find that in many ways Jesus is feminized, a very nurturing, gentle, soft-spoken, except perhaps when he overturned the tables in the temple, right? Most of the time, Jesus is quite feminized in the Bible and very, very different from the Old Testament 
angry, punishing God. So think about it, you know. Uh, some people have even suggested that Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene. You know, you've got this book about Mary Magdalene was the first uh, apostle. I mean, there's just so many interesting things that we have yet to uncover and unearth about Jesus, about his his relationships with women and with femininity. Well, you know, at the at the last Monday of the month, we do the Women's Faces Pledge, and that is my self-esteem does not depend on anything outside of me. My self-esteem depends on my relationship with myself and my higher power, however you see God or however you see whatever your spiritual path is. And one of the things that I'm, I'm gleaming out of this is the whole idea of women knowing who they are actually knowing that they are the divine feminine, that they have they have the, the, the divinity of creation in their body, and not to be afraid to stand up, to realize that they have a right to have a voice. Which which kind of leads me to the next question when you when you talk about Jesus, like how would he define, you know, what is happening to women today? Because women today are really coming forward. I mean, we have more women of color that are, are running for office. We have more women that are, are serving. I mean, here in Sonoma County, we actually had at one point, we actually had a majority on the board of supervisors of women. So women are coming forward. How, you know, and, but oftentimes, they still are being oppressed by the church because, you know, a lot of churches don't have women clergy, all the different aspects of holding women back. How would he define that? What, what do you believe that, that if that person were alive today, what he would say? Well, I, I love that question, Elaine. I think that, uh, it, it, you know, it would be it would be what the heck, you know, if about women not being being allowed to be clergy or, or uh, et cetera, per- priests, whatever. Um, that, you know, it's one of the reasons you asked me earlier about my relationship with unity, with the Unity Church. And I have to tell you that I absolutely love the Unity Church because it is so focused on allowing the divine feminine. Now, maybe not completely, right, but we are moving in that direction. And in fact, one of the co-founders of Unity, Myrtle Fillmore, talks about the universal mother in some of her writings and that we all represent this universal mother. So I think that Unity is extremely cutting edge compared to I'm going to say it, Catholicism and some other <laughs> denominations, which ironically, um, you know, I may find a lot of hate mail in my email team, but <laughs> that's okay. ironically, and, and that's okay, but think about the word Catholic, it's supposed to be inclusive. Catholicism means inclusivity, right, to be inclusive, but it's anything but inclusive, you know, and... I, I just was reading an article the other day about yet another um, high, high-ranking high official accused of, um, well, convicted of sexual abuse of children, you know. And it just, I couldn't help thinking as I was reading this, and I was sharing it with my daughter. I couldn't help thinking, you know, if a woman had been there, that would not have happened. <laughs> and... Maybe some people will say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, no, I believe if a, if a woman had been there, it would not have happened. Because, sorry, um, 
No, it would not have happened. That abuse of power would not have happened. So, well, well there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a yeah. lot to think about. And and during those abusive times, you know, during where sometimes women, uh, children were abused, oftentimes the mother was silent, you know, because out of fear, out of fear again, out of speaking out. That's why women really have to recognize their power and how they can implement change, and that they can speak. Out. You know, it's very interesting. Well, you know, one one question because we're we're kind of coming to the end. Were they coming coming to the end of our segment here? I know you have to you have another show after this, but we're coming to the end of the segment. But uh, quickly, I want to divert a little bit because of the workshops you do. You know what what is some of the things that women talk about? What are some of their issues that you have found that are be are important and how it works in with what you're talking about in the divine feminine? Such a great question, and Elaine, I actually think you actually hit the biggest issue on the head, and that is that women have, we have some issues oftentimes with self-esteem, and I I don't know if you've ever heard, I've never heard a guy say, well, I need to go work on my self-esteem, you know, (laughs) it just doesn't happen, but we as women have internalized some of the um, patriarchal definitions or patriarchal disregard of our voices we have internalized some of that and we really have to fight that we have to fight to have our voice and as you say not only is it important for us to to have that our voice for ourselves but i would add to that it's imperative that we have our voice for peace on the planet for peace on the planet so actually in terms of uh what i hear in in working with women entrepreneurs oftentimes there's a a lack of confidence which is crazy because the women that i work with are absolutely phenomenal however we have like i said internalized some of those scripts that come out of patriarchal culture so now it's time for us to not listen to those and to create our own scripts i am powerful just as i am right now i am powerful whether or not I have a partner, I am powerful right now. I am a powerful creator on the planet. So many different affirmations that we can use. And I'm a powerful protector of our planet, of Mother Earth. There's so many affirmations that we can really use to own our voices. And it's a big deal, Elaine. I mean, I myself suffered abuse um, as a child. And I can tell you I'm writing a book right now, another book, and this book is about that journey. I call it my journey from being a victim to being a victor. And it's tough. Sometimes I think, oh, my lands, I'm going to be disinherited. Oh, my lands, people are going to think I'm crazy for writing this book. Oh, my lands, people are going to judge me. And then inside I know that writing this book is essential. It's an oh, essential thing. You know, I want to leave it at that because we're coming to the end of our segment. And it looks like another interview, for God's sakes, about, <laughs> about abuse. I mean, this was absolutely beautiful, expressing the power of women, the power of the divine feminine. So we've come to the end of our segment, Dr. Bonsley. So why don't you give us your website? And, you know, Ken would just Ken just mentioned, he says, my goodness, would she, can you send that, what you wrote? I would love to give you, put it on our website and give you credit for it. And, you know, it's just a beautiful, beautiful piece, if, if you would be so kind. 
Yes, yes, I will. As long as you'll you'll keep the copyright for me because I made. Oh, definitely. No, no, no. We would give you. That. No, we would give you to- yes. total, total credit. I understand that Thank very you. well. So give I us your, give us your website and how we can get a hold of you and any final Absolutely. words. Absolutely, my website is spirited s p i r i t e d dash solutions with an s dot com. Make sure you put the dash in the middle. Spirited dash solutions dot com. And by the way, there is a one of my ebooks is up there, and people are um, are welcome to grab their complimentary copy of that. So I would love for people to to get that and enjoy it. It's about overcoming overwhelm, which is something a lot of people are right now. A lot of people are overwhelmed. Oh. So I hope that will be of service. Well, Doctor. Barnsley Brown, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for just doing such a wonderful, wonderful show with me on Divine Feminism. And remember to remind my listeners, uh, Dr. Barnsley is a spirited solution. She has her business called Spiritual Pollution. She's a a professional speaker. And I quote her, her programs give you wings to soar personally and professionally. So thank you, Dr. Barnsley, and have a wonderful, joyous day. You too, Elaine. Thank you for having me on. Oh, my my, my divine pleasure. <laughs> oh, wow. What a show, guys. This is just amazing. Just amazing. Well, you know, there's, there's the divine feminine and the idea of women speaking out. I definitely want to speak out on one topic. And that was on Tuesday, I watched the presentation of the Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. And it's just amazing. And one of the things, one of the things that I heard. What? Oh, one of the things that I heard, uh, I heard uh, Lynn Cheney made a very wonderful speech. And I just want to give you just just a little just a little bit of uh, a little bit of what she said. I'll tell you, the, you know, I'm dealing with too many papers in this in this in this room, and it's really funny when I try to find I try to find something. I have everything in order, and man, all of a sudden, it just everything gets out of order. I guess everybody can relate to that one. Well, here's what Lynn Cheney had to say, and I just think it's just amazing. And you know, and she's a Republican, a very conservative Republican. I very rarely agree with her on some of her issues, but I totally agree with her at this point. What she says about this January 6th commission. We cannot leave the violence of January 6th and its causes uninvestigated. We must know what happened here in the Capitol. We must also know what happened every minute of the day in the White House. Every phone call, every conversation, every meeting leading up to, during, and after the attack. Honorable men and women I love this final line. Honorable men and women have an obligation to step forward. If those responsible are not held accountable, and if Congress does not act responsibly, this will remain a cancer on our constitutional republic. What a thought. We are at the crossroads of change 
and we must not be afraid of change. And one of the things that I'm really noticing, uh, I had a conversation with one of my relatives who is very much, you know, he doesn't believe that the, he believes the election was rigged. He believes everything that's being said, all the propaganda that's going out there. And one of the things I want to encourage my listeners to do is start investigating, start fact-checking things. Don't just listen to one area. You've got to go to different, different, uh, different newscasts, different, uh, people having discussion there's a wonderful wonderful uh, uh website that i listen to it's called uh, justice matters and glenn kirshner is the uh the uh, guy who uh, does the uh, conversations and educates us about different things not in his opinions he has opinions but his opinions are backed up by fact by education by by letting us know what is real and what is not real you know, we can't pretend. And as women, we were just talking about the divine feminine to be able to stand up and say enough is enough. We don't want to lose our country. We need to take care of our citizens. Right now, there are 12 million people because of this pandemic that are in danger of losing their their homes. I mean, how can you function if you're a family without a home? I mean, I'm looking in our own community. I'm seeing all these different trailers and different mobile homes all across the streets with families, with children. You know, I had a conversation with my brother, and he says, oh, all these homeless people, they're all a bunch of drug addicts. Are you serious? There are real-life people out there with families that are struggling. And we have to speak out for them. Those of us who have the comfort of a home, the comfort of warmth, the comfort of a wonderful bed to go to bed at night, to be able to turn your television on and watch whatever you want, to be able to walk your dog in your neighborhood. You know, when you lose that, just think of what that feels like. And then we call ourselves Christians. We call ourselves a Christian nation on our money. We're just talking about the divine feminine. On our money, it says, one nation under God. Under God? What God? The God of love? I mean, that's what we, that's how we define it. Oh, God is love. Well, if we're one nation under God, then we're one nation under love, and we need to treat each other lovingly. You know, I mean, it's amazing. We have, you know, the Native American culture is is so interesting to me, and the, I, I'll never forget when I found when I found out what their basic philosophy was, and that was <clears throat> that we have to prepare for seven generations. You know, we have to think in terms of seven generations. Like I say often, our children are the future. We must never lose sight of that. When we're thinking about that, what does that mean, our children of the future? If we don't plan, if we don't look at seven generations, what kind of future are we giving them? I mean, right now, when you think about it, there's many, many young people who are so turned off, who have no faith in any adults or anything about our culture. And we need to look at that. And we need to not be afraid to seek the truth. And that's the whole idea about this commission, to get to the bottom of it, to get to the truth. And now I can't believe they're blaming Nancy Pelosi for not getting the, the right, uh, uh, you know, the right security. Ridiculous. She's not responsible for that. When I come to, when I used to come to work, I took it for granted that I was going to be protected and it was safe. I mean, that would be her mindset. She has to worry about the country and, and, and the business of the country. And then we have, we have a sergeant of arms. We have all kinds of capital police. We have all kinds of people that are responsible for that. We have to find out where they were that day. 
Well, there's a lot to think about. And I really want to thank Dr. Barnsley Brown. I mean, what a wonderful conversation I had with her. I was so inspired when I heard it. And I'm looking forward to reading everything that she wrote. You know, we believe in divinity. And we are divine. And we have the power within us to speak out and to do something. Imagine if each one of us stood up and said, no more wars, we want peace, what the world would be like. Well, this is Elaine B. Holtz, and you've been listening to Women's Spaces. And I know, I know that I have a lot of, you know, a lot of different ideas and a lot of different information. And please, please email me at elaine at womenspaces.com and let me know what you think. And also, I'm in the process of starting a blog. I'm really excited. I've never thought about doing that, but I am going to have a blog on www.womenspaces, so watch out for that. You know, there's so many things that we cover today. I mean, I, I mean, the songs alone just put me into just a, a great emotional state, and I am so grateful that I'm on the air. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Ken, for all the support that you give me. And thank you to all the listeners out there who support me also. Anyway, this is Elaine B. Holtz. You've been listening to Women's Spaces, and I look forward to being with you the next time. The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, August 2nd, 2021.